Wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, welcome to episode 20 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Got a great episode for you this week. Got a couple of cool announcements coming your way. Uh, and we're also going to get serious on a couple things because I, I I feel like I've been saying this on a lot of episodes lately, but yeah, things are happening. Uh, and, and we're going to tie, I really want to focus on some mental health stuff and, and I feel like some some common sense just has not been prevailing lately. And, uh, and and since it's common sense Sundays, we're going to talk a bit about that. So, uh, so gird your loins, I guess. And depending when you're watching this, maybe, uh, maybe grab yourself a, you know, a nice tasty drink, preferably, uh, alcoholic. I know I'll be enjoying one of these, uh, one of those a little later today. All right, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, before episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. Uh, one of them would be Facebook. Head over to facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That is our official Facebook page. Going to keep you up to date on, on all new announcements, new episodes, new content, all that great stuff. So make sure you like our page. Set the notifications so that you get notified when new stuff comes up there. Of course, YouTube. Head over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall, subscribe to our channel there. Uh, that's where you're going to find not only the live video feeds from all of our episodes, but you're also going to find our mental health playlist, our parenting playlist, uh, really all the all the other content that we put out there, um, and, and inclusive of our, our music reviews and all that kind of good stuff. So make sure you're subscribed there. Uh, click that little bell or whatever they say when you're on YouTube so that you do get notified when new stuff comes out. Uh, and of course, you can follow my own personal Instagram account, which there's actually we've actually had some go tell us the wall content coming through the uh, the Instagram account. Surprisingly, just because we don't use it for a lot of go tell us the wall stuff, but it's it's kind of blending in, you know, life imitating uh, digital reality, I guess. Uh, so you can follow my own personal Instagram account, which is SoCalSean. That's right, SoCalSean. And most importantly, and inclusive of those things I just mentioned, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That is the official website for everything that is Go Tell It to the Wall and everything that is Sean O'Rourke Live. Uh, any, anything pertaining to the Go Tell It to the Wall uh, empire is going to be featured on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. So make sure you're bookmarked there. Uh, you're also going to find content that you don't find anywhere else. Uh, we have photos up there that don't get posted anywhere else. There, I believe there might be some videos that don't get posted anywhere else. There's blog posts, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, and for those of you, you know, if you have trouble accessing, depending what podcast platform you use, you're going to find links to multiple podcast platforms up there. But of course, if you're listening to this, you, you have obviously found the podcast itself. Just make sure you're, you're bookmarking that website as well. Uh, you're also going to find a link to our Patreon campaign. That's right, Patreon. We have an announcement regarding Patreon in just a few minutes here. Uh, but if you have the means to do so, please help us out financially. That helps to keep this studio running, helps to bring in new content, new everything. It's just it, any every little bit helps. You know, a lot of people are out there doing this kind of work for free. They're putting themselves out there, and, and that's a good way to support not only Go Tell Us the Wall, but other artists and broadcasters that are out there. And don't forget to check out the merch link on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, we got... Not, not, 
nice, Boop. noise. <laughs> sound like I'm a millennial or something. I think that's a word they say, noise. Uh, no, we got some awesome merch up there with our Go Tell It to the Wall logo. And I'm, I'm currently in process of a new design that's going to be put up on the site. Like literally working, not myself, working with an artist on a new design uh, that's going to be posted on the site as soon as we get that all finalized. So keep an eye out for all of that good stuff. Uh, new suggestions video is now live with Something's Not Right Studios. If you haven't checked that one out yet, we just shared it to the Facebook page uh, the other day when it came out. And if you haven't checked it out yet, check that one out. I have mentioned that band on the podcast before on Common Sense Sundays. We did a little music suggestions with The Roadblocks, uh, which have fast become uh, one of my favorite bands around right now. I've been been a little bit obsessed with them, so make sure you're checking that out. Make sure you're also subscribed to Something's Not Right Studios YouTube uh, channel. Uh, that's where you're going to find the music suggestions that are done in collaboration with us, with Go Tell It to the Wall. Also, lots of other great content up there on Something's Not Right Studios on their YouTube channel. New content coming from them. Uh, there's some new content coming from them that doesn't involve Go Tell It to the Wall, but I, I, I think it's going to be enjoyable for a lot of people out there. Uh, but there is also um, there is also some new stuff that's going to be coming eventually in collaboration with, uh, with us at Go Tell It to the Wall. So keep an eye out for that, that stuff as well. Uh, uh, last song playing five. This is the all acoustic tournament. This one, it kicked off, uh, this past Friday. I mentioned it on the last episode that it was kicking off this week. Uh, we did another rundown video for it. Like I mentioned, it is now officially live that uh, last last song playing five the all acoustic bracket is currently live so make sure you head on over to that facebook group support those bands there's some great bands in there really they're all great i have a few of my favorites which maybe i'll i'll mention as we get along through the bracket but they're they're all great bands uh, so make sure you're checking that out vote daily subscribe and share these bands uh, this is a great way again it's, it's a free thing you can do I, I always say things like this you can share stuff on social media and it's free and, and you're helping the reach of, of, of maybe an artist, a musician, whatever it might be that doesn't have as big a reach, you're helping them with that reach. So consider just sharing things. Share the last song playing group. Go on there and vote. Like the YouTube pages for all uh, channels for all of these bands, whatnot. It, th that's all important. And, and it costs you nothing. It costs nothing for you to do that. It's amazing. It's totally free for you just to share songs and, and share this last song playing, all that good stuff. Totally free. Uh, something that is not totally free that I mentioned just a few minutes ago is Patreon. Uh, now, to become a patron of Go Tell It to the Wall, you're going to get some awesome, exclusive kind of shout-outs. Uh, you can hit a point where you get your name on the board right now. The framing on, on that we currently have isn't showing the names, but there are some names on this board. I'd like to get that filled. Uh, the... The reason that's not free is you're going to get some extra exclusive content. And for those of you out there that are listening that are patrons, uh, I'm working on some content because we are fast approaching. We're t like fast approaching the four year anniversary of Go Tell Us the Wall. We're like two weeks away from the four year anniversary of, of the very first episode being posted. Uh, so I have some great stuff that's going to be going up onto Patreon. And that's only for people who are patrons. So as much as everything else is free to be if, to get that stuff, you're going to have to become a patron. And I want to take a moment right now to welcome our newest patron, newest person supporting the show through Patreon, and that would be Tom Yostin. Uh, thank you very much, Tom. Tom recently became a patron, has been a fan of the show for a little while now, and just recently became a patron, supporting us not only uh, by sharing stuff and leaving comments and liking, and, 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 and Tom's been very active uh, with the podcast over the past couple months. Now he is actually supporting it financially. So th thank you very much, Tom. Uh, I, I don't think I reached out yet, but we're, we're connected on social media, and I, I need to send you some stickers here. Uh, I think you can't really see. 
where is this? I know it's like off to the side. It's on the microphone. Uh, maybe if I... <laughs> If I knew what was going on in my studio, I'd see that it's on the microphone, uh, and there's actually a bunch of stickers all around here. Uh, so, Tom, i got to send you some of these stickers. I'll be hitting you up for your address. But most importantly, uh, we need a big, big shout-out to Tom Yostin for, for not only supporting us, you know, mentally and, 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 you know, by sharing and everything else, but now also helping us out financially and helping to keep the studio running. So thank you to Tom, and thank you to all the other patrons out there uh, who are still patrons, have helped us out through Patreon. We're going to work on giving out more shout-outs uh, because we haven't had – we've had long-running patrons and we haven't had new ones for a while. So we're going to, we're going to work on kind of building that up again. Uh, but once again, thank you, thank you, thank you, Tom Yostin, for actually uh, su supporting Go Tell It to the Wall in the ways that you are. All right, digital trends. That's right, digital trends. I was so pleasantly surprised to see this one this morning. And I think – I have a feeling, and it's almost like someone is out there – Thinking, ah, we got to give some content to these these small broadcasters that like to laugh at digital trends and hashtags and everything else. I, you know, I've gradually learned to appreciate hashtags for their usefulness, not for their ridiculousness, but for their usefulness. And here we have again on this fine Sunday, uh, hashtag farting crickets. That's right, hashtag farting crickets. If you remember on the last episode of Common Sense Sundays, we had a hashtag that was trending called uh, farting sounds. Farting sounds. This was obviously general uh, farting sounds. Now we've gotten more specific with farting crickets. And you might be confused by this. And in fact, it's funny because I think some political pundits tried to figure out what was going on with this trending hashtag, uh, hashtag farting crickets. I don't even know if crickets fart. First of all, although maybe they do because we, we learned some some facts about turtles uh, for those of you out there that have kids in Soft Frozen 2. Olaf was dropping some knowledge about turtles. So maybe maybe crickets do fart. I, it's never something I thought to look up. But this is another example of, of really people messing with the algorithm uh, on Twitter and on other social platforms to the point that this it means nothing. It means nothing, but it was like number three trending when I looked at Twitter this morning, and this is obviously the same person that did the farting sounds hashtag that we did uh, last week. So now I'm really curious what they're going to get to trend uh, next Sunday. I have a feeling it's going to involve flatulence, um, but but who knows? Maybe they'll switch it up a little bit. You know, we're just going to run through farting animals, flatulent animals, whatever it might be. I I'm enjoying it, but it is also... Again, a reminder uh, that algorithms really control our digital life. <laughs> I, I do go to Twitter at times for, for real news. And, and in fact, I'll, I'll, I'll search things. And, and part of that is because I do, I do follow journalists. I, I follow a couple of journalists for the LA Times, uh, sports journalists too, but, but you know, journalists that are, that are uh, writing for, for reputable news outlets. Uh, I follow them. So I do get a lot of that news from Twitter, but sometimes you get hashtag farting crickets. And that is just a reminder to all of you out there that you, you shouldn't let an algorithm entirely control your pull of information. You know, go outside of just your feed. Google things, because uh, even if you go through, like, news feeds a lot of times, especially if you use, like, Google or Chrome and that stuff, it, it, it's targeted toward you and what you search. So, so know that to, to gain knowledge of things outside of kind of your little bubble, you're going to have to look outside of your social media feeds, outside of your news feeds, whatever it might be, uh, because otherwise you're just going to be looking at stuff like hashtag farting crickets. Uh, you should also be aware of other trends that happen on social media. I think it's fair to say, we are coming up on four years, like I mentioned, it's fair to say that this podcast was built on certain things that, that trend around society, especially in the U.S., but really worldwide, worldwide to an extent, but especially in the U.S. 
Uh, one of those would be the challenges, social media challenges. Uh, now, I, it's probably been a while since I've talked about them, but I recognize there are, there are good challenges. The, the ice bucket challenge uh, that actually raised money for people. Nobody got hurt. Uh, and then there's silly challenges like the whole planking challenge, which I still to this day don't understand. That was popular like four plus years ago. Uh, but, you know, nobody's getting hurt. Well, to an extent. I think there were some injuries because people were trying to plank on <laughs> like refrigerators and stuff. If you fall off a refrigerator, it's going to hurt. You're not going to die. It was probably going to hurt, you know. Uh, and then there are challenges that can be detrimental to health and, and literally kill people. Uh, for example, the Tide Pods Challenge. We have built much of Go Tell It to the Wall off of pointing out the ridiculousness of challenges, uh, whether harmful, Tide Pods, uh, completely harmless, gray sweatpants challenge. God, that was a thing four years ago, and I was like, ah. And it, it's just picked up steam. If, you, if you're not, it's funny, I, I uh, mentioned it to my wife the other day, and she's like, what are you talking about, gray sweatpants? And I was like... I don't know how you're missing out on this one, honey, but like it's a thing, and it's even in my feed, so I, I, I don't know how you're missing, but that, that's a, it's a whole thing. It's gray sweatpants season. So, the challenges. We've hit another one that's just utterly ridiculous and incredibly harmful to kids, uh, and it's called the Benadryl Challenge. I'm going to give you one guess where this one originated, and then I'll tell you it's TikTok. TikTok. I'm not a fan of TikTok. I didn't. I don't think it should be banned in this country because somebody has a fragile ego. Uh, but I'm not a fan of TikTok myself. Not not only because of these silly challenges, but go <laughs> go read. You know, I don't usually read the fine print. You know, when you're like, oh, you, the, the uh, whatever they call them, and you're always like, ah, I'm just gonna click and click. Yeah, read that for TikTok before you use it because uh, that one that one actually does need to be read. But for those of you not familiar with the Benadryl challenge, uh, yeah, kids, they're at it again. And what they're doing now is they are essentially overdosing on Benadryl. And if you, if you don't know what Benadryl is, look it up. It's, it's used for allergies. Uh, I've never been a big Benadryl user. And in fact, I've always said medicine affects people in different ways. Uh, Benadryl does not put me to sleep. It, it never has. I've never, I, I don't have crazy allergies, so I've never really used it. But I've, I've had congestion and stuff at times. Um, I did. I have used it for allergic reactions. It's, it's helpful if you have like a rash and it's an allergic reaction. That can be helpful. Uh, but for the most part, I don't personally use it. But you, you know, you take one, and, and a lot of people say, oh, I'm, fall, "I'm gonna pass out." Well, kids are taking like ten to fifteen uh, Benadryl pills, which is like fifteen times the recommended amount that you're supposed to be taking, especially for. A, and we're talking tweens here, so not even fully developed teenagers. They're they're still smaller. Probably shouldn't be taking this many Benadryl at all. Uh, let alone for some silly challenge. And what's happening is is they're making themselves uh, hallucinate because apparently if you take too much Benadryl, you can, like, hallucinate. Uh, now, I, yes, I, I did some experimenting in my day. I had some fun in college and, and through my 20s. I, I'm fully aware of, of hallucinating things off of things like psychedelics, you know, other types of pills. But this is literally just an, an overdosing situation where kids are, are putting themselves to the point of overdosing uh, and many of them ending up in the hospital. And it's gotten to the point now uh, where the FDA has come out and they have issued a warning uh, because if you're not familiar with the adverse effects of Benadryl, it can actually lead to a heart attack, seizures, coma, uh, and then, of course, death. <laughs> these are all things that can be the result of these kids getting on TikTok, hallucinating, doing it live on the internet, and then going into comas. We've There's actually been uh, stories, parents that have dealt with this with their kids. There was a story that came out uh, saying that a, a, a teenager had, had died, like 14 or 15-year-old, uh, that has soon 
I, I, they're fact checking that it's soon that like that story has since, since been kind of scrubbed from the internet. So we, we don't have any confirmed deaths. We do have confirmed hospitalizations and then obviously confirmed videos because these kids are not only doing stupid things, they're doing stupid things and putting it out to the world, uh, which is just amazing to me. So the Benadryl challenge yet another time where kids are getting out of hand. Uh, and, and I start to think, I really do start to think, is this some kind of Darwinism, uh, you know, modern day Darwin who sits out, sits on TikTok and comes up with these challenges like thin in the herd. I'm not saying that's something that should be happening, but th it's so silly that I have to wonder who, who is initiating all of these things? Who sits there and says, you know, let's take a bunch of Benadryl and see what happens. <laughs> I just, it's astounding to me. Like, I, I remember being a kid in the 80s, and you always saw, oh, my gosh, there's an empty bottle of aspirin. Who took all the aspirin? Look, we got to go get their stomach pumped. And now kids are just throwing Benadryl down their throat for TikTok likes or views, whatever. Whatever you got to do, you get likes, views. I don't know. Never going to have TikTok on any devices in my house. Luckily, my daughter's young enough. But even if TikTok's still popular when she's old enough, no, not happening in my house. All right, hashtag because of COVID. Now, we're going to get into some COVID updates, but I wanted to share this. Hashtag because of COVID. Uh, people are sharing changes from COVID. Uh, some people are having fun with it. Some people are serious with it. Uh, some people have gotten, uh, you know, serious in, in, in the political way with it, bringing up that we do need things like Medicare for all. I, I mean, we'd be in such a so much better shape right now if, if we had already pushed toward uh, Medicare for all, like, you know, 20, 30 years ago when it should have been done. Uh, so, so. I encourage you to check out this one because it, it gives you an idea of what, pe I mean, you're going to get some laughs out of it, but it's giving you an idea of, of what people are dealing with and kind of how their lives have changed, uh, hashtag because of COVID. And I'll say, I just want to share this with you. It's not serious, but hashtag because of COVID, we now have common sense Sundays as opposed to just go tell us the wall episodes on Thursdays. So that's a complete, that, that's like a, a change and just in my household, you know, I'm, I'm sharing a studio that I didn't used to share with my wife uh, so that she can do work in here. And that's hashtag because of COVID. All right. Hashtag Biden Harris landslide 2020. Of course, this is trending right now. And I've, I see poll numbers get tweeted out and reported on by news outlets and, and everything else. And tr there was some, st like, if you look at poll numbers in Texas, it's, it's kind of wild. Uh, they have never polled this close to Democrat, I believe, well, obviously since Jimmy Carter, because Jimmy Carter, weirdly, I'm young and I'm I'm young, so I was not I was not even alive when, let alone like a little kid, not knowing what the heck's going on. I was not a lot alive when Jimmy Carter uh, was elected, but Jimmy Carter carried Texas as a Democrat. Uh, he was the last Democrat to do it, 1976. Yeah, 1976. So it, it, I see all of these numbers and stuff, and all I can think about is 2016. Uh, I am a very much a political novice. I still am to this day. I, I say, you know, I talk political things on here, but not policy and stuff. It's more just common sense. And I always encourage people to, to do their own research on political stuff. Uh, but I remember in 2016 going, this is crazy. Talking to my friends who are into politics and everything and pay attention. This is crazy. There's no way this guy gets elected. Right. And believe it or not, I actually worked at um, I worked at NBC uh, Universal in the big building there. For those of you familiar with uh, Studio City here in, in near Los Angeles, um, and, and watched a lot of protesting happening outside my building uh, over The Apprentice and then over his running for president and everything else. Uh, and it seemed crazy. It seemed crazy to everyone, but then we all sat there in November 2016 on that fateful night and saw that it was possible. So it's fine. Have these hashtags. Look at polls, all the poll numbers, whatever you have to do. But know that all that matters is November. 
Don't be in the, you know, just like I was saying with algorithms on social platforms and stuff, it doesn't make it true. So can we all hope for a landslide? Hell yeah. I don't, I've said before, I don't like Biden. I don't, I'm not a Democrat. I'm sure as hell not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat, but pay attention to this. And it's the misinformation. That's the thing too, is a lot of people, a lot of people that support the orange menace are not on social platforms sharing stuff. They're probably not getting involved in poll numbers. They're not getting those calls. I see it on social platforms from people I know personally. They think that that the Orange Menace is doing a great job. They think that he's all about patriotism. And he's bringing, free, I'm not even kidding, he's bringing freedom to our country. And then they yell, they, they chastise Biden and say, do you want, do you want the country to, to look like how it's looked the past few months? That's Biden's presidency. It's like, Jesus Christ. You, you do realize the Orange Menace is still president, right? This isn't Joe Biden's America. You, you still got your orange one sitting there in the White House. But that's, that's the world we live in. So don't fall into these poll number things. We must vote. We must vote. And that's why the last hashtag I want to share with you this week is hashtag vote. Hashtag vote. Now, this is something, it's, it, it often comes across as lip service from celebrities, from organizations, everybody's involved in vote now. I got an email from Vans the other day because I wear a lot of Van, wear a lot of Vans shoes. I don't wear a lot of Vans clothing, but a lot of Vans shoes. And uh, they they created a vote 2020 tee that you can buy and to show that you're going to vote. And we're going to talk a little bit about that when we get to mental health and, and kind of that side of things. So a lot of times it comes across as lip service. We have to actually do it. Have to actually do it. And I want to tell you a little bit about my personal voting story. Uh... I am almost 40 years old, and I'm not, I, don't, I don't like to give my exact age just in general, but you're going to be able to, to, to pull my exact age based on what I'm going to tell you. Uh, I missed voting for president, uh, being old enough for the first time to vote for president. I missed it by, I believe, less than two weeks. I'd have to look at the exact date in 2000. The election in 2000, that would be um, Al Gore versus George Bush. I missed it by about two weeks. I was unable to vote because I, I turned 18 a couple weeks after that. My birthday is in November. It's November 18th if you guys want to send me some birthday gifts <laughs> this November as I'm stuck at home. So, and knowing I was always the little punk kid. I had never wanted to be involved in politics. I, I knew for, and when I did register to vote, finally in like 2002, uh, I registered as an independent, been registered as an independent ever since then. I only voted a couple times until 2016. In fact, because I missed voting for president in 2000 by about two weeks, I never voted in a presidential election until 2016. I've mentioned this on Go Tell It to the Wall. 2016 was the first time I voted for president. And I want everyone out there to think about that. Think about how many people there are that are like I was, not wanting to get involved in the political system. Those are the people, my personality, it didn't matter, rock the vote, show me all MTV, who cares? Even even when I was younger, Bill Clinton playing a sax on, t I don't care. I, you know, I just, I don't care. And and I, I, I loved the historical side of Obama and everything else, and I think he did some great things, but I, I was never, he was never a hero to me, personally. It's, I, there's never, I, I don't put all my faith in politicians and there are plenty of people out there that don't. Those are the people that we need to get to vote. Those are the people. Not somebody who, because the rock says I'm endorsing Biden. You think a bunch of people that 
were undecided said, oh, oh, well, Dwayne The Rock Johnson endorses Biden. Now I know who I'm going to vote for. 36 days away, wall fans. 36, 37 days away. We're close. We're close. Hashtag vote. Uh, COVID updates. Oh, man. We knew this was coming. We did. We knew this was coming. You knew it was coming. And the second wave is is upon us here. Uh, and before I get to that even, all of college football is back now. Uh, we had some of college football playing and all of it's back now, which I'm just, I'm thoroughly confused. They're actually going to be playing college football in California now. It's interesting. Uh, not only are they going to be playing in California, they're going to be playing at 10 minutes from my house. I live very close to Pasadena, very close to the Rose Bowl. That is where UCLA plays their college football. Yeah, so just... Now, still, there's still not going to be fans. I, I, I don't believe any of the California schools are going to have fans because if you watch college football uh, recently, there's actually fans in the stands for, for quite a few of these games. Not packed. Not It's a, it's a minimal, uh, it's a small percentage of the fan capacity that can actually be at the game. But there's still plenty of people at the games. It's, it's kind of wild. I see groups of people sitting right next to each other, students sitting right next to each other. And we've had outbreaks within football teams and on college campuses. And in fact, the University of Houston has been trying to play their home opener for like three weeks now, uh, and they've gone through three different teams that were unable to play because of COVID outbreaks. Yet here we go, and we're telling more college football teams that they should go play. This goes back to that everyone in two different worlds. And to me, this isn't even a subjective thing. I understand there's certain subjective things. I'm not talking about the science. Wear your fucking mask. That's not subjective. Talking about how much you want to put yourself at risk. But here, we see football teams are having problems. So th this is like, okay, this is like a couple people are getting buried alive. We have these football teams, they're getting buried alive. And we're, we're kind of throwing a rope and saying, ah, maybe move over here a little bit, it'll help you climb out. But at the same time, we're throwing more football teams into that hole on top of them. That's what we're doing. We're making it more difficult for everyone to dig out. College football is not important right now. It's not. I'll be honest, I did enjoy that Texas game, uh, Texas, Texas Tech yesterday. Oh, that was a hell of a game to watch. Just even if, I mean, I'm a Texas fan. For those of you that, that have listened to the podcast for a while, I'm a Texas fan. A little less than one now that I don't have family actually literally playing for Texas anymore. Uh, but, I'm, but I'm a Texas, University of Texas fan, and that was it. That was a fun game to watch for me, but that had to be a fun game for anyone, even if you were not a Texas fan. It was just wild, wild finish, a lot of fun. A lot of points being scored. Uh, took me back to the, the, the old days of Big 12 when you had, you know, 100-point total games quite a bit in the Big 12. Uh, took me back to one of those. And, and apologies for those of you that don't follow sports. I will say one more thing. I was I, I, I was happy that Texas won because I'm a Texas fan, but I was extra happy because I knew if Texas lost, I would have to see clips of the freaking Crabtree catch. There's like two people listening to this podcast that are going to get that reference. I was going to have to see clips of the Crabtree catch from 2008 just over and over and over again. And... <laughs> That one hurts me a bit because that at that time my family was literally on the field. Well, not on the field because played offense, but you, you get my drift here. So we'll we'll see what happens with this. Uh, we got a long road to long road to hoe on college football here too, and we'll see how many games actually get missed. It's gonna be fascinating. Second wave is upon us. Like I said, uh, you the United States had its highest case incre increase since August. Uh, that was either Friday or Saturday. I'm not sure. In the, in the past couple of days, highest case increase since August. Second wave is upon us, and in fact, Florida is reopening for some reason. They've re reopened everything. <laughs> this is where it turns into political again. It's like, okay, and and I will give some subjectiveness to this, because it's like, okay, I, I realize some stuff needs open, limited capacity. That's what they're doing here in California, but Florida is just like, meh, fuck it. Open it all up. Florida, whose, uh, whose official state motto is hold my beer, 
And uh, we are <laughs> Los Angeles is predicting an 89% hospital increase, 89% hospital increase over the next month. That's what Los Angeles is prepping for. So we'll see how this goes. And the UK, uh, we knew it was happening. They are officially, parts of the UK are officially in lockdown. That's crazy. Uh, one more thing I want to mention to you. There's some new mask studies that have come out. Uh, and and, and I, I'm sure there's going to be peer reviews and everything else. But it, it's showing that masks actually help even with immunity. Uh, and, and not, you know, we knew that it could keep you from getting it. It could help keep you from getting COVID. But now we're learning that even if you get COVID, if you've been a mask wearer, uh, it can help to minimize the symptoms. You, you will, you're likely to get a, a less severe case of, of COVID. Uh, so yet another reason just to wear the damn masks, put some style to it, man. I got some cool, I'm just, I'm waiting for Ran Once Rancid and the interrupters come out with masks, then I've got my top five bands. I got a mask for all of them. I got two less than Jake masks already, so but but I need the other two so I can round out my top five. I got a UL, I got a BSP, and I got two less than Jake uh, masks. So I'd like to round that out. Come on, come on, Kings Road. Do like a fundraiser too. That's what less than Jake did was a fundraiser and and Barstool Preachers. That the, the preacher didn't put that out. That was uh, that was Veek uh, who had personally made those through Etsy, and I mentioned that uh, quite a while back when when I actually had when first got the Barstool Preachers mask. All right, mental health. Oh, this is this is. I want to just. I I I want to use some common sense, and I want to point things out. And we're probably going to go a little bit over on time this week, and that's okay. But I, I, I mental health. I I want to look at this from, like I said, a common sense perspective. And it's something that's really been bothering me, and it came up recently on a social platform uh, when someone had said they, like someone I knew personally, said they didn't know who they were voting for, and this is someone who was not a Republican voter in previous elections, but they are still undecided, despite the fact that they didn't vote for the current administration, which really blows my mind, because I kind of get four years ago, and you, you look at this and you're like, yeah, no, that makes sense what he's saying. Look at all the things, these promises he's making, that none of which came true, but look at all these promises. I, I want to vote for him. It blows my mind to an extent, but I get, I get it. You know, I get it. But to do that now? To do that now, when you're looking at what's happening in this country, it, that that absolutely blows my mind. Absolutely. I know there's people out there that support him, but, but to not support this administration, then suddenly support this administration after what you've seen for the past four years, it, <laughs> that's mind-boggling. Just absolutely mind-boggling. I don't even know what to say. And I had commented, and I said, you know, I'm genuinely terrified. I've never been terrified of an election before. And I said this back in 2016, you know, Pol a political novice, really n minimal political knowledge, and I said, it, "This Bush couldn't have been near as bad as this, right?" Couldn't, and pe and I was corrected. Said, no, no, he did lots of bad things. Those same people right now are going, "Holy shit!" But it got me thinking: the the, the different worlds that we live in, and how people treat politics, like sports, like professional sports. You know, you you. You hang a flag in your yard, political signs, you wear a shirt. They make fucking baseball jerseys with, with 45 on them. Baseball jerseys. All kinds of stuff. You know, cartoon versions of your politicians, all this great stuff. It's like you're cheering for a team, not even paying attention to what's going on with that team, but you're just, you're all in on your team. Both sides of the aisle are guilty of this. Both. It's not one side or the other. But what it is, is it, we have so many people in the society that treat it that way. 
They treat it like sports. They're fans of the Orange Menace. They're fans of whatever party. So they're just going to follow that party. And a lot of times, those same people, those same people don't even understand, don't get affected nearly as much as many others out there as minorities. And I'll give you an example of, of like the Orange Menace supporter who's sitting on his couch right now, probably watching some professional football, eating some nachos, and drinking some Mountain Dew. And he's worried. His biggest political worry right now is that his Mountain Dew could get taxed more. Maybe he's going to have to wait a little longer to get a gun. Or not at all be able to get one of those assault rifles that nobody on the face of the earth should own. Unless you're literally in the military and then you don't own it, the military owns it. We will give you this gun when you go out to do the things. You know? no Police don't need those guns. Nobody needs those guns. None. Or if the police do, there's like one. At the station, like, or right, oh, right, oh, there's a, there's, this is the like once every five years where there's a crazy dude with an automatic weapon running around. Okay, check, all right, go get him. Those, that's that guy's worries. And there's plenty of people out there. I don't want to pay higher taxes, you know, or the uncanny position of being pro-life. You can't be pro-life in this climate anymore because you're not caring about life. You're just caring about some deep-seated religious belief that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. But you need to think about the other side. So you have the guy that's going to have to pay a couple more cents for his Mountain Dew. He's going to have to wait five extra days to get his stupid gun. I have no problem with guns. I'm just using that term here. No problem with logical, common sense guns. Hunting. You know, maybe home protection, depending where you live. But think about the other side. Think about the LGBTQ community. Think about that. They are literally fighting for their livelihood right now not a couple it's going to cost me five more cents to buy this Mountain Dew no none of that livelihood for their rights to have health care to be able to marry the person they love women's rights that's what they're fighting for for their bodies not other people's opinions things being shoved down their throat that's what they're fighting for people of color who have never had equal rights in this country and still don't. And honestly, we can make as much progress as possible in my lifetime. There's pro- probably not going to be equal rights for people of color even in my lifetime. We can hope for my, my kids' lifetime. The right to not be shot in the street, to not be pulled over for no reason, to not be run over by cars because somebody disagrees with you, the right to peacefully protest. These things are so much more important than what others are fighting for. Wealthy people fighting so that they can get a tax break and buy another fucking yacht. It's not life and death to them. It's not. It's a game to them. To the wealthy. To people with white privilege. This is all just a giant game. Where they hide behind patriotism, but don't actually care about their fellow Americans. They only care about their fellow Americans if they're white. Middle class. Or higher, of course. No sympathy for anybody else. That's the difference. And that's the toll that this can take on anybody's mental health. It's been killing me. I'm half prepared to leave the country in November. If the, if the, if the unimaginable happens, I, I'm leaving this country. I'm telling you now. I've been reaching out to some friends in Canada and Ireland. 
because I got friends there. Don't confuse these. Don't confuse these two things. Don't let them take away the importance of your livelihood, of your right to live, your right to health care, your right to your own body. Use your voice. This is why we vote. These are the things that need to be pointed out to people who were the way I used to be. I don't want to be part of this system. There's nothing I can do. Well, think about your friends that are losing part of their livelihood, that are losing their health care, that are being gunned down in the streets. Think about them. That's what's important. And I I hope one day soon it is better for us from a mental health perspective. Because it's, it's killing people. It is. Myself included. And, and I know there's plenty of people out there that are doing much, much worse than I am myself. Because here's the bottom line is I bring all these things up and I, and I try to have compassion in my life, but I'm a middle-aged white male. Middle-class, middle-aged white male with lots of white privilege. Now, I didn't grow up with a ton of money, but simply the color of my skin gave me white privilege. I got to go to good schools. All kinds of advantages because of that. And remember my white privilege story, which I think we'll share again. Because that's important to remember. All right, parenting. Parenting. God. Just just take care of yourselves out there, wall fans. The the mental health toll is is out of hand. It really is. All right, parenting. Oh man. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna lighten it up a little bit here. Uh, lighten it up and actually get serious because not serious in a bad way like serious and just I actually did a, sometimes I, I, I see my kid do things and, and now if it's important I'm like is this a developmental thing and I look it up but other things like in fact recently uh, I, I'm I'm a very loud individual if you can't tell just from listening to my podcast or watching the videos uh, you know even all the other YouTube stuff I'm, I'm pretty loud I, I, I tend to not shut up and I make up songs throughout the day and none of them make sense I'm, I'm not a musician I, like, I'm not writing songs that are You'd actually want to hear. I'm just, I make up songs like whatever we're doing around the house. And a lot of it's like, you know, and now my daughter has taken to, to doing these kinds of things as well. And it's incredibly cute. Uh, But you know, it's just like, she's mimicking. But another thing she's been doing recently, probably over the really incredibly over the past couple weeks, she's she's done it for a few months. But over the past couple weeks is, is tucking in her toys and not just dolls and stuffed animals. She's tucking in Everything. Little people get tucked in. If, if, if you're not a parent, you're, you've seen little, they're the little plastic things from like Fisher Price. And, you know, they make, they actually, uh, there's cool ones. You can get the office. Like you can get the Beatles, the office. They have all kinds of cool characters in these little people. Uh, and they're great for kids, especially if, if your kid likes to collect things like mine does. And you can, they have little vehicles and stuff, but then you can also like, oh, let's, like I bought, uh, just bought her a new little tractor and a little farmer a couple weeks ago because I was scrolling through Amazon and it was like four fifty for a you know a little little people tractor and a person. I was like, she's gonna love that. You know, she has a farm already, so it all goes together. She's tucking in all these things, her toys, her stuffed animals, her dolls, everything. And I'm not just saying. I'm, I don't mean like, oh, she tucks in a few stuffed animals on her bed or her toys on her bed. No, 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 no. There are beds all throughout my house. Beds that she has created with either shoe boxes or some kind of boxes or just a blanket or she's using her little people structures. Uh, so like right now, if I look on, on the farm, little people like structure that she has, the Fisher Price little people structure, there's going to be like five or six things tucked in throughout there. Variations of little people and other little figures and stuff. 
And she's got, she's actually got one of those, those giant, giant, like giant to a kid, Matt things. It's a pink elephant. Uh, and she's had Elsa tucked in uh, for honest to God, t- two weeks now, right in front of my closet. So I have to do like a, uh, just to, just to get to my closet as I kick over my water bottle and bump the desk. Uh, it's, it's been crazy. And I even said the other day, I was like, all right, we got jokingly, like not see, I was like, we got to limit the amount of tucking in that that's going on around this house. Well, this weekend, I was like, this, this, I wonder if there's something to this. Why, why do kids love to tuck things in? And especially, like, my daughter's, oh, everything's tucked in. I've never seen this many things getting tucked in by a kid. Uh, now, to be fair, I haven't been around tons of kids. I, I'm a first-time parent, but I have been around kids. You know, my, my, my sister is five years, my bio, uh, my bio, full biological sister always gets confusing because I got half and half biological and half by marriage, and it's, 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 it's a whole thing. Uh, but my, my younger sister, I should just say younger. She's the only one that's younger than me, for God's sake. My younger sister's five years younger than me. So, like, I was in a household where I was old enough to, to recognize it. I don't remember my sister doing these things. Uh, but I did a little research, and I was curious, you know, why, why do they do this? Uh, and it's actually a, it's actually a good sign uh, for kids, because what kids do is they mimic things they see adults doing. So this is a fairly common thing for kids, because kids will see adults uh, nurturing. They see they see their parents nurturing them, uh, or maybe their parents nurturing each other, nurturing another kid, whatever it might be. And so they are mimic mimicking that ability that 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 action because they appreciate being cared for, and they want to show that same care. It actually goes along with why you won't see a kid necessarily pretending to be, especially right now where kids are stuck at home so much, a kid pretending to be a refrigerator repair person, you know, and it's like, because they're not seeing refrigerator repair people. Um, Mike, and that's partly why my kid runs around singing silly songs or she, she actually, uh, she will pick up a microphone and she will, she will say, Oh, I've got, I've got it. I've got to go shoot a show. Uh, or like my wife, she'll sit in here while my, my wife's on conference calls and she'll be like, Oh, I've got to take a call, you know? And so it's mimicking those things. So if your kids are doing it, it that means you're doing a, at least a decent job of, of nurturing them and, and showing them that you care, which I think is, I found that really interesting. Uh, now it's still a pain in the ass cause I'm constant and I can't move things. The other day I moved one. I didn't even realize it was a bed. I just moved a couple of toys and she came. No, such and such is sleeping. And she's not like yelling full at me, but, it, and it's like, fine. I, I mean, okay. When you, for anyone out there that has like a toddler, depending on the age, I, I don't know when it's going to end, but the, they get the entire house. Like toys are everywhere. Like I said, I got to, I got to step over this giant thing just to get in my closet. I'm like, oh, I need a, I need a fresh t-shirt going right over a giant pink elephant thing. It's like, come on now. Oh, oh parenting. Incredibly rewarding, though. Like, I complain, but it's definitely not a big deal. It's it's actually super cute. Uh, super cute. All right, some entertainment news, uh, and then we're going to finish up for the week because I, I, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Though I do need to get serious for a moment here. I know we I lightened it up, but we're going to get serious after I mention this one thing. Listen, Jake had a somewhat cryptic announcement on social platforms the other day. Uh, they announced that they will have an announcement. I always love like, those are my, because especially in a social media world, people are like, Hey, we're announcing that we're going to announce this thing on this day. And it's like, well, just, okay. Okay. Like we're, you're announcing that you have an announcement. Uh, yeah. Which is what lesson Jake did. It was somewhat cryptic. Cause they were like, we have an announcement for October 1st. We know that Less Than Jake has a new album coming out this year, so I'm thinking it is an album announcement. Um, hopefully that's what it is. I'm looking forward to it. Less Than Jake is a top five band of mine. I, I love Less Than Jake. I've been a fan of theirs for, oh gosh, 20, 25 years, probably 25 years. 
Yeah, big big fan of theirs. Um, own all their albums because I'm still weird like that and and buy albums. I know it's amazing. Who who purchases albums anymore? Me. <laughs> I don't I don't do the Spotify stuff uh, anymore. And uh, and I'm anymore. Never did. I like. I'll use it now and then. Actually, it works with my. It's great for my kid, because uh, we. My wife has a premium account or whatever, so you can pull up like whatever through the Google. So it comes in handy for that. But I don't need it. I've got you know albums upon albums of music that I love because I purchased. And then of course I worked at Disney Channel for years, and I worked at Universal. It's like so I have a bunch of music that I don't care about, but I just have it because it was I would get sent CDs and stuff all the time. Um, and it's just part of it, but hope, hope a new album. All right. Uh, I mentioned we are in, we are now officially in fall. I love the fall. I have a very visceral attachment to the fall. Um, I, I, I love the cool breeze. I was looking at my hoodies the other day and my beanies and I was going, Oh, we're so close. I'm going to be enjoying wearing you again very soon. Uh, but there is one thing that I very much dislike about fall. Uh, it's only become a thing the past like five to 10 years. At, at first it was fine. It was like, Oh, we're going to have coffee. Like, oh, okay. I don't like that at all, but that's fine. Ha- have a pumpkin spice coffee. Well, it has morphed and mutated into this thing where there is pumpkin spice in everything. And in fact, along the lines of it's gray sweatpants season, it's pumpkin spice season. And it's like, you know what? Not everyone likes pumpkin spice. And I swear, I swear to you, wall fans, common censors, I think this is a bit of a conspiracy because I, I, I think it's more the minority that actually like pumpkin spice and all of these things, candles, coffee, everything else. But we've been tricked into thinking that we're supposed to like pumpkin spice and things. I don't. I don't know anyone that actually likes all the pumpkin spice and stuff. Coffee is the extent. I do know people that like coffee with pumpkin spice. That's it. I mean, pumpkin pie, obviously. I'm talking about the new age pumpkin spice stuff. I don't like pumpkin pie either, but people do. Well, we've gone too far now. Kraft has gone entirely too far. Kraft, the makers of mac and cheese, Kraft macaroni and cheese, have sullied an important American product. By creating pumpkin spice macaroni and cheese. That's right, pumpkin spice macaroni and cheese. The funny thing is, actually, only made like a thousand boxes of these, and they're giving away, giving them away through some kind of contest. And there's a big waiting list to even be given one of these thousand boxes of mac and cheese. Which here, spoiler alert for everyone out there: if if you he- if you're hearing this, I'd be shocked. But if you're hearing this and and you're like, oh, I need some pumpkin spice mac and cheese, here's what you do: you go to the store, you spend a dollar on a box of Kraft mac and cheese, you get a little packet of pumpkin spice, you dump it in there. That's all the Kraft mac and cheese is: it's just mac and cheese with pumpkin spice, ruining an American institution. I can't anymore. I love mac and cheese, but just keep it at it. And then fall for me is I love it. It's cooling off. You know, usually I'm I'm not loving the football as much right now because of the, the the climate we're in. But you know, usually football and and everything else and like yeah, and going to the pumpkin patch with my kid. I started putting up Halloween decorations, fall decorations the other day. But it has in the past few years turned into this. I have got to deflect all of the pumpkin spice possible because that's the thing. Like I said, it is a minority of people that actually like the pumpkin spice. But for some reason, we put it in everything. You order a coffee. I, I, this has happened to me. I'll order a black coffee, and they bring me a pumpkin spice black coffee, and I, all I got to do is smell it. To be fair, I do the same thing with like hey, any kind of flavored coffee. I, I'm black. I'm a psychopath. I don't like flavor in my coffee. Black coffee. But you got to deflect the pumpkin spice for like three months here. And I will recognize that that is very much a first world problem because I know there are people around the world that are probably like, I would love to have some pumpkin spice stuff because otherwise I just don't eat. Like, I don't mean that it's just, can we calm down with the pumpkin spice? All right, last thing I'm going to leave you with. For those of you that are fans of the Great British Baking Show, yes, 
I'm a fan of the Great British Baking Show. I watch it with my wife. They just had a new season uh, that premiered, and I, I don't even. I think I watch it on Netflix. I, I don't know. It's a Brit. It's a British show. I, it, I believe it's originally airs on the BBC, uh, but but I watch. We watch it on one of the you know streaming platforms. And for those of you that are punk rock fans, even if you're not a fan of Great British Baking Show, uh, take a moment and look up the one of the cakes that was made on the premiere episode for this season of Great British Baking Show. I was a little bit confused by this, but also very amused. Uh, the bakers were instructed to make a cake bust of their heroes. Uh, a lot of great heroes out there that people chose. Bob Marley was was one of them, and some others I can't remember offhand. But I knew this was coming. I'm sitting there watching with my wife. I'm going, oh, God, here it comes, because I knew it was coming. One of the guys decided that Tom DeLonge was his hero, his personal hero, so he made a Tom DeLonge cake, bust cake. It was really funny because all of the other, there was like a British cyclist who's really well known that was someone's hero and all of them, they're like, oh yeah, this is, and they mentioned something, got to Tom DeLonge and they're like, oh, that's a cake. Next. (laughs) It was like so British of like, who is this? What is, what is going on here? It's like Tom with a lip ring and everything. So if you have not had a chance to see that, I highly recommend watching the show. It's a fun show to watch just in general. Even if you're not a baking fan, it's just, it's fun. Uh, But even if you... Don't want to watch the show? Just go, go look up Tom DeLonge cake because uh, it is—it's quite amusing. I was—I was thoroughly amused by that. All right, that's gonna do it. Uh, my chair is about done for the week too. I can tell it's one of those weeks. Uh, hashtag chair farting. That's I'm gonna—I'm gonna work on getting that trending for next week so that we can talk about that hashtag, uh, farting chair or whatever. See, it worked with farting sounds. Farting crickets doesn't work. Uh, if you're catch, if you miss, skip the beginning of the episode, that makes no sense to you, but you should be listening to entire episodes anyway. All right. One more time before we go today, a uh, huge, huge, huge thank you to our newest patron on Patreon, Tom Yostin. Uh, going to get your address, send you some stickers. I know you're down there in Orange County, so it should get to you, get to you pretty, pretty darn quick. Uh, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, uh, for supporting the show in all the ways that you do, including, uh, becoming a patron. Uh, don't forget to follow us on multiple social platforms, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall, YouTube, head over there, search go tell it to the wall, subscribe to our channel, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, and of course, most importantly, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Please, 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 please take a moment this week to share the episode, regardless of the platform, whatever your favorite podcast platform is, we are most likely on that platform, however you listen to us. Go ahead and share that. Help us to increase those numbers a little bit. We got some new stuff coming up on the horizon, and I'd love to get those subscription numbers up a bit before we launch all of that new stuff. On that note, this has been episode 20 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. I am your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We will be back next week. Same wall place, same wall time. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>